for tuning into Small Big Wings, a window to the world of young, ambitious problem solvers. They are makers, designers, builders, hackers, scientists who heard their inner voice and amplified it. To learn more about our guest and to view the highlights of this episode, head on over to fbw.hvj.coach. Our guest today is Prashant Gade, the individual behind making the prosthetic arm a whopping 100 times cheaper from approximately rupees 11 lakhs to rupees 11,000. Prashant joined engineering with a sincere hope to be able to discover the discoverer in him and make stuff. But when he saw that the focus of the college and students was on somehow simply securing passing marks, it probably became his biggest disappointment. He dropped out to start a robotics lab called the Curiosity Lab. And perhaps that was the moment when he discovered that his mission in life was to build something, but he didn't know what. 2015 was the year when so much happened for him and the contribution he is making towards the specially abled. When he came across a seven-year-old girl with no arms and wanted to gift her prosthetic arms, he was shell-shocked that they costed more than a million rupees each. That was the moment of epiphany, the birth of the seed. The seed sprouted, albeit slowly, and with a lot of struggle. Then his chance meeting with a French national who had built a prosthetic arm for himself perhaps became the moment when his love for robotics and his inner calling unionized. For pursuing his inner calling and converting it into a tangible reality, Prashant had to do things against the wishes of his parents, which is really a big deal in India. To save money for making the arm, he made do with a single meal a day, walked 10 kilometers each day to save on the commute fare, but his conviction and courage and the timely spotting of his work by Mr. Dipendra Mehta of Jaipurfoot and later by Professor John Shul from the United States gave him the wings. A very warm welcome to you, Prashant, on the Small Big Wins podcast today. Thank you, Arsh. Thank you very much for this beautiful introduction. I'm glad to be here with you and share my story with you. Prashant, you initially developed the prosthetic arm, I believe for 1 lakh rupees and then 50,000 and then 30,000 rupees. And still you were being told by Jaipur Foot that it's not going to work. It should be at $100 to make it reach people. This was the time when you had exhausted everything you had with you. You had finished all the money. You were walking 10 kilometers a day to save the bus fare. And then you used a toy, a hot water bag, and a stick to create your prototype. How old were you then and how did you do this? And what was the influence of engineering in this? So, Harsh, basically when I started, I think it it was in early 2015. So, that was not the actual start or the real start of what I was thinking to do. So, how my journey started was with a big question mark when I was about 12 years old. And that day, the, how this question came to my life was, my complete journey started when I was 12 years old with no idea in my life what I was doing. So how this question come to me is, during that time, my grandfather was on his deathbed. I saw him dying. And when he lost, I actually asked my parents, like during his funerals, they took off his clothes also. 
and that was really uh, shocking for me because what i've seen was like my grandfather gave his entire life and struggled a lot in his life to get a good house to get a good amount of money and get a good life even when he got retired so my my grandfather was a cab driver he used to drive a, a vehicle in this public work department pwd section so he gave his entire life and everything he's just struggling but by the time he lost his life he was not able to take anything and that was the big question that came into my mind and when i asked my mother like why didn't it took anything so my mother replied on that nobody can take anything with them when they die we have to leave everything here only so during that age i i've got this question if i can't take anything with me or if anyone cannot take anything with them then what's the reason why we are struggling so far why we want to be in the first list why do you want to come first in your school colleges in your jobs having a good life and everything and when you are not going to take anything back with you and this question was like a seed that was growing every day in my mind and i need to figure out what is the purpose of my life why i am born i never got the exact reason i was not a good student at school i used to be an average student getting average marks and clearly unaware what to do in my life but in india it's like if you don't know how what you want to be in your life your parents think you are better enough to be an engineer but for me yes i i was in love with my engineering or i could say the real engineering because my grandfather used to tell me a lot of things uh, about engineering and what an engineer can do in his life and that made me really interested in getting into an engineering college so i got an admission to an engineering college which was very close to my house but i i chose to be stay in the hostels now the way I, i used to think about engineering the real world was quite different if i say in hindi ki wahan pe avishkar hota hoga avishkar ki baatein hoti hongi ji but the day i reach to the engineering college na wahan pe avishkar tha na avishkar ki baatein thi baat ye thi ki आप वो 40 नंबर कैसे लाएंगे और आपको जॉब कैसे मिले नथिंग एल्स विच एक्चुअली डिप्रेस मी लेट मी गिव यू वन इंसिडेंट ऑफ माय इंजीनियरिंग ड्यूरिंग द सेकंड ईयर आई वेंट टू द प्रोजेक्ट एग्जीबिशन ऑफ आर सीनियर्स एंड आई आस्क देम लाइक हाउ यू मेक दिस प्रोजेक्ट ऑन विच द रिप्लाइड पता नहीं एंड आई वॉज रियली हाउ यू आर सेंग दैट यू डोंट नो हाउ यू मेड दिस प्रोजेक्ट यू आर एन इंजीनियर यू आर एन फाइनल ईयर ऑफ यूर इंजीनियरिंग ही सेट लाइक वी बॉट इट फ्रॉम समवेयर एल्स and you are going to do the same thing that's on another shock that came to me that this is the real phase of engineering currently happening in india but i don't want to follow the same rule i don't want to follow the same path that everyone is going and don't don't want to be a sheep and just be in the crowd so i decided to start a lab which is named as curiosity lab where i used to teach to my juniors and to my seniors how to make projects and how to make robots so how i came up with this thing like how i learned to make this robots and project it was in every semester gap i used to go to some good institutes i never used to go to home in the holidays i used to sit and learn think about many different ideas innovations and try to explore a lot so i can learn things and that was happening and so i thought okay i am capable of starting a lab where i could teach students now i started working on making understand people how they can make their own projects things were happening fine but with time i i got depressed with the university or with the college this is something which is not going to give me the answers to my question that why i am here because i could say the second reason because of which i joined engineering was i was thinking maybe because of engineering i could i can get my answers like what is the purpose of my life while doing this but i never find it 
So I thought, let's end this. I cannot continue over this. And I, I thought, okay, I, I will leave the engineering. So I decided to quit. And then I started working full-time in the Curiosity Lab with an idea of maybe teaching is something which is making me happy and this could give me the sense of purpose of my life. But in an year, I felt this is also not the thing I was looking for. I started feeling not satisfied, not happy from inside and I decided to quit the lab also. Now at this point, my parents got a bit frustrated and they sent me to Pune to my brother so I can actually get some job under his guidance. But still... I was in the same thought that I don't know why I'm here on this earth. I need to find that reason. What's the big reason? Which is pushing me toward my end destiny. So while surfing uh, on Facebook, one day I got to see a post from a lab, which is called a fab lab. They were looking for somebody who is having a basic background in robotics and would like to join the lab. And for me, working in the lab was like quite interesting, but uh, they offer me a very less amount, 5,000 rupees. But for me, it's fine because I just wanted to leave my house and leave my brother over there because I don't want to start doing things that I don't love. So I started working in the lab. Now while working in this lab, I got one other opportunity to join a course called Fab Academy. So Fab Academy is a long distance learning course, a center of bits and atom at MIT, Boston. So to complete this course, you must have a project. So like every other kid who was in this course, I was also looking for some good project. And that was the time I got the chance to meet this guy named Nicholas. So Nicholas was from, from France and in an accident, he lost his right arm. But instead of crying, actually he made an arm for himself. And that was really interesting. I just wanted to make this project, get my graduation done. Now one day, my professor, who was the guide in this course, actually asked me, Prashant, why don't you go out and meet some people who might need some devices like this, take the feedback. This was something big in my life when I meet this girl, Shreya. So that was a coincidence that I found this girl. She was like sitting on a table with no hands and still I could remember her face and the smile. So she was born without her both upper limbs, about seven years old. And I, I was getting the spark and the energy from her. But when I saw her parents was, who's going to marry our daughter? When That day, I, I was feeling like, Harsh, if I could say, ki, when we pass through a road and we found people who are missing their limbs or who have no hands or hands, what do we do when we look like this? Basically, शायद हम वहाँ से ये बोल के निकल जाते हैं कि भगवान इनकी मदद शायद प्रशांत many of us simply ignore yeah yeah exactly and uh, for me that day I thought शायद भगवान ने हमको उन लोगों को इसलिए दिखाया भी हो कि शायद he is expecting from us that you help these guys that's why he showed you those people and mostly we walk away when we see those people but at that time at that day after looking at this girl I wasn't able to walk away. I just wanted to help her out. I don't know how. But for me, the major thing was like how I can help her. Two days was quite hard because I wasn't able to sleep. Her face was coming in front of me that she needs help. She needs help. What happened? The next day, I wrote to a company who works with prosthetics that I need two prosthetic arms for a, a little seven-year-old girl and how much it would cost if you can give me the code. Can you imagine this seven-year-old girl, the hand size of a kid is so small. So the cost would be very less, but they quoted me 12 lakhs for one arm. And I was really shocked that the arm is doing one function open and close and how it could be so expensive. Now, the other thing that comes to my mind was by the time this girl grow up, she need to change because her uh, body size is going to change. Her arm length is going to change. 
So 90% of the people I could say who are from the middle class cannot afford a 12 lakh arm. It's impossible for them to change 12 lakh every second year. So I believe there is no solution. I thought let's find out more about this, how many people need this. So every year about 45,000 people lost their limbs in India. 85% of them are still living without any solution and the reason was affordably. Now if nobody can afford it, nobody didn't even thought to make about this thing. Like who cares? If you're not getting paid out of it, why you should be worried to think about these people? So for me, I don't know how, but somewhere I got that spark that this might be something which could give me the answer that I was looking for. That what is the purpose of my life? And I decided to quit this job that I was doing, quit this course that I was doing and give my full time to make a hand, which could be really affordable. For my parents, this was a wrong decision because they believed that I was too young to make this decision of my life. They said like, it's, I, I believe I was about 23 at the time when I took that decision to do something for the society. They told me like, it's not your age to do something for the society. You must be uh, do, doing something for yourself first and then go for other people. But I believe that age is just a factor. If you want to do something for anyone, then it doesn't matter how old are you or what you are doing or going to do. and i think the best example that i saw was from my mother i remember whenever my mother cooks food she never eat first she serve first to everyone in the family and then at the end of the day like when everyone is having their food properly then only she is going to eat so i just asked my mother why you do so she said like it's mother love you cannot understand so i thought if somebody loves everyone like a mother the world could be different and I, I told her that you are the only one who gave me this lesson for my life and I should follow it. Doesn't matter. I know that person or not. But for me, this is very important. But they didn't agree. And they sent me to another course where I, which if I uh, complete, I can get another job. But I was like, I started crying in front of my mother saying I cannot join this course. But they didn't agree. And what happened? They sent me to this small place, a small village. But I never joined the classes. I used to sit in the hostel room start making the hands, created few design, but still I was not having the money with him, with me to make a design and help people. So I thought, why not to start a campaign on Indigo and raise some funds. So I didn't raise a lot of money, but the good thing happened is NGO from Jaipur actually saw my video and they called me over Jaipur and said like, we want to see your hand, what you have designed. Can you come and show us? So I went to Jaipur without letting know to anyone to my, in my family. And in a meeting of three hours, they gave me funds to design seven hands. Now, after getting those funds, there was a big thing that is going to happen in my life. Now, my parents put me into a course which they want me to complete. But now, if I leave this course, they are going to get upset badly. And if I don't leave this course, I'm going to regret throughout my entire life that I was having everything in front of me. All answers were there, but I still left. And I don't want to blame my father. So I took the photo of the check and sent it to my father saying, I know I'm going to upset you, but I can't blame you for my entire life. On which he replied that whatever happened in your life, you would be responsible for all now. He was completely correct because he did a lot of things for me. I was the one who was not getting satisfied. So my parents were correct at their point. I thought, okay, this is the new journey of my life. No way to go back. You just have to create something and find what you want to do in your life.
So I started working on the hand. I rented a small room in the outskirts of Jaipur. I have to work about 10 kilometers every day to save. Amount of money that I was having was so less that I wanted to buy the cans of drinking water, and that was costing a bit high for me at that time. So I, I used to go through different shopkeepers, ask them to give me empty water bottles that they throw mostly. And I used to collect those bottles, go to the NGO every day, and fill those water bottles. So I don't need to put money in water. It was really hard for me, but every day I was like working on designs, creating few designs. So I I brought few iterations, starting let's say from one lakh to fifty thousand to twenty thousand. But every time the director was saying no, we cannot afford it. And now it was getting hard for me because I already was there for five months, and the six month, the last month was like if I pay my room rent. I won't be able to eat twice a day. Then what should I do? And there is no way to go back to my father. So I decided why not to ask the director how much he can afford. On which he replied hundred dollars, nearly about seven thousand rupees at the time. And I was really shocked. That's not possible. But the thing that was in my mind, I cannot go back and say to my father, I failed. I have to figure out some solution. That how I am going to do this. What happened? I thought if a kid is asked to do something like this, what he is going to do? Because he is not an engineer, and kids never say no. So I started thinking like a kid, and what happened? I used to figure out what are the things which are available nearby me. Like my mother gifted me a small hot water bag because I was having some back pains. So expensive hands used to have some fingertips, which is made up of silicon, and silicon fingertips are quite expensive. But I don't have enough money to buy the silicon tips, but I do have those hot water bags. So I cut this hot water bag. Made some fingertip out of it, and it was working brilliantly. I used some badminton racket to make this hand finger movement. So I used to search about the things which are locally available. I made my own circuits, and this is how I came up with one design. Now the director was asking for hundred dollars, and I came up with seventy. So nearly fifty-five hundred rupees hands I made. But if life becomes so easy that okay, you have designed a hand, now you're going to help people in a different way. And that's not easy because life is something that comes with different challenges. The next challenge that came in front of me was the director said, "How you are going to make the hand? So you don't have machines." Over which I thought, now I cannot go back to my father and ask, like, "Can you give me some money to buy machines?" Because this was my choice. I decided to have this thing, and I was completely hopeless that nothing is going to work for me. I was just sitting hopeless, and suddenly I found two people sitting in front of me, and they were like smiling and enjoying their life. When I saw closely, they were missing their both lower limbs, and still they were smiling. And I started thinking that like how idiot I am having both limbs all okay. Sab kuch hai, but fir bhi I'm just thinking that I cannot do things. It's impossible. And the moment I thought. Let's give one more try. I got a mail from a professor who saw my video, which I put it on YouTube, and said, "Like I saw your videos, and it's quite interesting. We are going to have a conference on biomedical devices. Would you like to come and show us uh, what you have designed?" And I was like really happy, and was like, "Who's going to say no?" So I went to US, gave a talk, and after the talk, few donors were there who came back to me and said, "Like how we can help you out? We like your project, and we would like to support you." So I didn't ask for money. but i gave them my current situation that how many people in india need this what is the current situation and uh, i don't have machines and all so on the they said like okay let us think and we'll come the next day and see what we can do so the next day uh, they came back to me and said we are gifting you 10 machines and i was like i started crying because i didn't got money but i got good people who believe in the cause and come forward to support me so i came back to india started a foundation named inali foundation 
analysis on the name of a girl who believed me entirely throughout her life and never said you cannot do this every time i say that i want to do this she said like i know you can just do it so i believe there was one person who supported me a lot throughout my entire life and made me the kind of person i am today so i dedicated her name uh, to this foundation because it gave me a lot of energy every day when i see her name still and i cannot quit on her that's the first thing so i cannot quit on my work so i started with her name in 2018 the company got registered as an ngo under section 8 company uh, a charitable trust and till date through inali about 2500 people have been benefited for free with this prosthetic arm but the idea was never to make a cheap affordable or free arm but how we can create something which can create solutions for these people so inali is not an ngo that create prosthetic arms inali is an ngo that creates technology for people who cannot afford who cannot think that they can get something better in their life just because they cannot give a lot of money and now it's not just me i do have a team of people who believe in this cause all our youngsters and they believe that this is something good that is happening in our society for the first time because if you look around the ngos they are more focused on donating things but are not bringing the technology uh, to india and just making things more better as i said 2500 people have been benefited the number is still very less the idea was not just to make a hand but to make something which is more good more advanced so we have been supported by many organizations like infosys foundation in 2018 infosys was looking for organizations that are making social impact and they run a challenge named as arohan social innovation award of the year where they were looking to feature the best innovation that is happening in the field of disability or field of social impact and inali got the award from sudhamurthy ma'am in 2018 apart from that uh, we have been supported uh, by an accelerator program of dassault systems so dassault was looking for 35 startups or 35 organization across the globe who are making a social impact dassault system is the one Uh, which works with the katia 3d designing dassault is an aviation company too every hand that have been designed by us is with the dassault software dassault system software um the next thing did i got my answer to all my question that was the main thing so i still remember there was a guy who was very close to me very very close to me and one day he came and said that prashant you say there are a lot of people who need this devices or need need this hands and you you are the only one who is doing this what difference are you going to create and i didn't give him the answer at that time but i i see that i got the answer that what difference i created there was a lady who came to get the hand from us in 2019 and after getting the hand she started crying when i asked like what happened i broke you and aapko haath acha nahi laga on which she replied ab main apne beti ke baal bana sakti hu and that that was so lovely thing that happened in my life because i got that answer that like if i can't take anything then why i'm doing all those things still that question remains same that i know i cannot take anything but this time i understand that if i can't take anything i can give back something so i understand that life is all about giving back to the society not taking from the society and that's the answer that i finally got throughout whatever happened in my life and now things are growing uh, inali is growing to a different level uh, and more people are believing in us and this is the story that i was feeling to share with you thank you prashan yeah at 12 you had the curiosity to ask this question about your grandfather when he had passed away 
that mm-hmm. why is he not taking something with him and then you had the courage to own up and say i don't want to be blaming my parents all my life i have to find my way you have this element of friendship which you spoke about with inali and that you would never quit on her and that is why you named the foundation all this conviction all this kindness do you think the root of this is that moment when your grandfather passed away yeah i i believe that that was the first point and if you think backwards was there anything else any other influence in your life any other incident or moment how did that come about to a 12 year old boy <laughs> so i'm not sure like sometimes things happen so randomly that like i feel that i do have a habit of asking questions i used to ask this if it is happening in it is happening in this way only why it cannot happen in some other way so i believe that maybe asking question was the first thing that brought me here and sometime things are inside you you don't know when they are going to come out and how they are going to come out but with time you understand that i think there is a soft corner inside my head or inside my heart that makes me to think more like i do overthink literally i overthink whenever i see a lot of things that are happening around i feel frustrated i feel happy lots of emotions so i i believe that that there are a lot of emotions inside me which makes me think about all those things that are happening around let's say i give you a small example when i said i saw somebody on the street and or maybe a girl some year back and i just wanted to do something so recently my goal was if somebody looks someone on the street he should give me a call and say hey, prashant we saw somebody on the street can you help him out but how is going to happen now we did a crowdfunding again with an organization named mila the video went so viral that about 41 million people saw that video on facebook more than 75000 people commented who are disabled but the good thing that happened i got that call that that call i was waiting for that hey prashant i found somebody on the street now after looking somebody on the street people are actually calling us that we saw somebody they are bothering like it's bothering them that there is something they can do for people so nobody is just passing away and i was just waiting for this revolution for this difference and that's happening right now so i think that was the best thing happened with me or that that was a small change i was able to brought maybe in someone's life i think prashant i would just like to add something here i have heard this very powerful statement that every action we take and every decision we make impacts everyone so it is just not that it is impacting you your family your community your society but it can impact everyone and that is the kind of flame which i find in your story thank you thank you ek hindi picture mein bola tha kehte hain agar kisi cheez ko dil se chaho to puri kainat usse तुमसे मिलाने की कोशिश में लग जाती है तो प्रशांत इफ यू हैड द पावर एंड पॉसिबिलिटी टू हैव द इंजीनियरिंग करिकुलम कंप्लीटली रिवैम्प्ड व्हाट ऑल वुड यू डू Firstly I would focus on changing the books like if you go around the engineering college you will see the infrastructure is changing the labs are changing everything is changing but the uh, education things are not changing I believe whatever my father has read 30 years before we are still reading the same thing in, even in our schools nobody is bothering to change the and we are confused between schooling and getting educating like if you go school doesn't make you educated more important we need to focus on how we can bring practical knowledge practical education and give our kids 
a way to explore the world let them understand the problem and come up with their own solution let them ask the questions why this is happening so how we can change this and i believe like sending your kid to school doesn't make him educated send him to some people because when my grandfather used to tell me a lot of stories about different kings and queens so i remember the famous story of shivaji maharaj and prithviraj chauhan so their father actually sent them to different villages and like go around you are going to be a king so soon so you should go and see people and how they are thinking what they are facing but when they go around they found a lot of troubles and problems people and that actually created the king out of it so if you want your kid to grow to understand to learn you should send them to people see what other problems people are facing how they can deal with it it's not like everyone is going to solve problems but somehow out of every 10 at least two should be there who think about people and i believe that's a great way of educating kids aapki baat se mujhe yaad aata hai bahut purane zamane mein jo raja log hote the unko actually raja nahi raja rishi bola jata tha unme raja jaisi qualities bhi thi aur ek rishi jaisi qualities bhi thi Mm-hmm. if you had the power to tell parents not to condition their children i remember you saying this somewhere in some forum ki hardam parents ye bolte hain ki apni chadar mein raho usse zyada apne paon mat phailao aur aapne shayad uska jawab diya tha aisa kyun nahi ho sakta ki chadar ho hi na aur hum khul ke jiye aur fail ke soye right right If were, yeah if you had the power to tell parents not to condition their children how would you do it basically it's really hard because somewhere the concern comes from the parents and that they feel that we know what we are doing for our kids but i believe just ask your kid once what they want to do in their life are they happy like the first question that the parent should ask to the kid did you enjoy whatever you did today if they say yes i love it be be the friend to your kid i think that will make more difference for the kids also because if i say uh, i was not so close to my parents i wasn't able to share everything and that brought a lot of misery in my life but if i would have a proper support in terms of emotional connects where i used to think main apne father ya mother ke sath kuch bhi bol sakta hu share kar sakta then maybe my life would be different so i say that when parents make their kids comfortable to talk about their stories their what they did in their day to day life uh, things would be different yes prashant i think that is so true and it somewhere comes as a community we have to focus on eq at least as much as iq right exactly yeah prashant when you went to jaipur and uh, you did not inform your parents because you had this great conviction this great inner calling that i'm getting some direction some light let me go and follow that How much of a guilt trip was this for you? I would say it was not a guilt trip, but I was afraid that they might not understand me and say every time we have to make understand that this is wrong for you. You should focus on your studies and all. So I could say I was just worried that they won't be able to understand what I'm trying to do. Hmm. So that was the only thing that was going through my head. So having gone through all this, more so of it in the last five years, a lot of struggle, beautiful moments, wonderful surprises in your life. Mm-hmm. What is now money for you? A piece of paper. Phenomenal. You don't get scared. You don't have fear. I do, but not for money because till date I uh, believe that 
there is somebody who believe in me that the, this is possible and you are going to do miracles in your life even there is only one person believe me and i see that my needs are very few i don't need a big house to live i stay a lot of time in my lab and the big thing if you have a crore rupees or 10 crore rupees or maybe 1000 crore rupees the things that are going to come in your plate will be limited it's all about satisfaction and i feel that i have th- that satisfaction in my life that i never regret waking up the next day that oh ye fir se din nikal aaya aaj mai ko wahi kaam karne jana i love to wake up and go to my work and say yes i did something great today i helped somebody he smiled just because of my work so that's a different level of satisfaction i get every day so money doesn't bother me at all because running an ngo it's really hard you don't know how the money is going to come and who is going to support you but if you have people who believe in your vision that we know this guy is going to take this thing forward and we are here to help him and things will come up like if you are true if you are genuinely doing the work for the society definitely god, god is there i don't believe in god but i do believe in the nature i believe in the miracles so i believe the nature is there with me and helping me out in every way so yeah it's fine for me it's working for me and rejections are you fearful of rejections earlier i i used to do because i used to take myself for granted because i felt like okay this thing i did not get i don't deserve this thing because i used to feel that uh, maybe ye shayad mujhe aata hi nahi hai ye main kar hi nahi paunga but later on i understand sometimes rejection doesn't means that uh, you are not well enough for this thing it means that you need more time to understand this thing make yourself more good for that thing and then go for it again let's say i'm trying to uh, apply for being a ted fellow that's my dream that i want to speak in front of more than 100000 people as a ted fellow because that give you a better platform a better way to spread your word or, or maybe i want to go to united nations and speak about disability right but every time i apply for it i got rejected but that doesn't mean that uh, what i am doing is not well enough or good enough to be share on that stage it means that there are more good people currently who need the stage right now and i need to make myself more good or well prepared to go on the stage so rejection i take it as a learning that still i need to learn something more it's not about failure prashant the nali prosthetic arm is now famous it's known to people have you seen any situations how have some of the larger better known brand for established companies reacted i could say the recent good news that we got was from kbc kbc was doing this show called karamveer and during this show they wanted to feature us so currently like yes people from even big corporates big television production they come forward and say like okay uh, this is something good and we wanted to share uh, your word to people i could say different people come with different mentality like like some somebody just wanted to do csr because it's a part of their company some wanted to do because it's they believe that it's really important and, and how about companies who are already making prosthetic arms and were selling at a huge uh, number what has been their reaction to your product currently th- there are few companies who came to us for uh, getting involved but we said no because they wanted to buy our technology and saying like we will help you out to grow more right yeah so we rejected 
One of the most talked about jargon in almost every business transaction is creating value for money. And I was really amazed to see the punchline of your company where it says creating value for many. Yeah. What is the philosophy in your context and why? When I started uh, thinking about Inali is something which creates value, but not for money. We have seen, we get value when we give more money. If you want to buy something really good. You have to put more money. But nobody tried to think about those people who are in many but with no money. So I thought you have to create a value for many with no money. So that was a philosophy that I came up and thought like this would be uh, something that would be really good. So we do have that thing. And as far as amputation is concerned and particularly of the hands, what kind of numbers are we talking about if we if we talk about india so currently india is having a huge number uh, if i say 45000 every year that I, the data that i got was in 2015 was about 5 lakh people were there who got amputated in 2015 in india itself and that was so big even only jaipur gives nearly 2000 limbs every year just upper limbs so you can imagine those people who don't even know about jaipur or any other sort of ngo so the number is quite big and the more important thing is many people don't even get registered after getting amputation so you cannot predict how many people are in the list how many people are not in the list because for example on our facebook page 75000 people with disability just commented that they need this prosthetic arm and these people who are aware about social media whatsapp and facebook how about those people who are in the rural part of the world who don't even know about prosthetics or facebook or social media so that's another part like the numbers are quite huge and even organization like us come up like 10 20 organization i still feel they won't be able to cater that number of uh, people uh, so we need more people in this so the idea is like if many people come forward join the hands definitely will be able to serve more people is some kind of a road map which you have how to do this so currently uh, what we are trying to do our goal is to reach 10000 people in coming uh, one or two years and uh, we came up with certain ideas we created a mobile vehicle with, which is completely equipped with all the workshop facility inside it now this vehicle will go around the villages and also the ideas to have four vans that will be going around we just uh, got one van through one foundation donated us we are still in the need of three more so the idea is this vehicle will have all the facility it can go to the rural part of the india and then with some local organization tie up we can fit about 5000 hands with those four vehicles then apart from that we are planning to have more centers across india through which we people can come to those centers and they can actually fit those arms over there the third thing would be we we'll do camps on yearly basis or monthly basis where we spread the word that on the following date we are going to come to your city if you need or know somebody who is having a certain sort of upper limb disability they can come to the camp get the hand and go back to their home so that's a a kind of road map that we are trying to plan and figure out how we can uh, do this 10000 people and this uh, inali prosthetic arm it's kind of a lifetime device so there are various parts inside it let's say the gloves part which you need to change with time there might be a socket part which you need to be changed with time because if your body is like fat is growing or you are getting slim so in that case you need to cheat apart from that the electronics goes for two and a half year it depends upon the patients also how they are using it if they are using very well it goes for five to six years and what about the charge how long does it last 
So with one single charge, it goes for 48 hours. And oh. uh, yeah, and the charging time is about one and half hour. So when you want to do all this, reach out to so many people, how would your business run? How does the financials work? Because people may not be able to pay you even the 11,000 for that hour. Right. So we didn't take any money from the patients who are coming to the foundation because okay. we select people uh, who are from uh, low financial background and they don't have any support. We select those people. Now how things happen, let's say have a list of about 500 to 600 patients who connected with us for this lens. We share this list with a lot of CSR, individual donors, or we do crowdfunding and we raise funds for these people. Once we raise the funds, we give this call to the patients on um, monthly basis or give them appointment. Apart from that, we also run campaigns. Like if it's your birthday and if you want to gift up a prosthetic arm on your birthday, you can donate a hand on your birthday to somebody. Then we show the video to them that on your birthday, we gift it hand through you to somebody and that's like make a different feel if it's your birthday please celebrate with us by gifting a hand but don't stop all there you just ask somebody else also who's very close to you to do the same thing and keep the chain moving so if you imagine on every one birthday uh, if everyone is doing one hand we'll be out of discipline very soon prashant a lot about you is to be able to hear that inner calling and be able to keep working on it in spite of the difficulties whether at home or with finances or with living food whatsoever many people may have that inner calling but somehow wo dab jati hai. what would you like to tell them Mostly people don't want to take risks. They think that what if we fail? If you have a great idea, don't let any stupid to take you out of it. That's a famous wording through Stanley when he was doing the Spider-Man. So everyone told him that it's rubbish and it's not going to work. But he believed that this is something really uh, amazing and it's going to work. And Spider-Man, it's a very hit movie. I will just say, give a try. Don't ever think what is going to fail. For me, when I started this thing, the only thing was in my mind, never think of a plan B, never put a plan B. If you know this is the only thing you have left in your life, just go for it. And I see that you will make miracles. So don't have a self-doubt inside that it's a risk for me. Don't ever think behind that I'm going to fail, what my parents are going to think, what is my wife's perception, how my children are going to take it. because. The thing that is going to happen that if you don't do it, you'll regret for your entire life that at least I should have given one chance to it. So uh, that would be the only thing that I would like to say. I think it was absolutely a revelation to me. Don't have a plan B. Yeah. This is something which I think I have heard for the first time and I, I'm really in love with it, particularly for the kind of path-breaking things which one can get a calling for and which one should follow upon. Right. Today, as we speak, how is the status with your parents now? How do they feel about you? So my parents are good now. They feel that I'm doing well in my life. I'm happy. I think now for them, it's more important if either I'm happy or not. So I brought my parents in the same situation. I wanted to hear from them that, are you happy or not? And now they are asking me to push Hannah and go for it. So yes, that's happening and they, they are really happy with whatever I'm doing. And they are proud that some something good happened in their life. They said, we are blessed to have you. That was the beautiful thing that I've ever heard from my parents. That's so wonderful. And when we talk about these high-end prosthetic arms, in terms of functionality, is there any difference now between 
the Inali arm and those which cost millions of rupees? So there's a, a very expensive arm which cost about $120,000. It's okay. still inside the lab that works with the gesture of your foot. And as I said, it's costing about $120,000. We made the similar arm in 25,000 rupees. So that works through your gestures. You need to wear some sensors in your ankle joint. Once you wear it, it detects the sensor signal from your ankle motions. Give it to the processor and the hand move. So as I said, like we are more focused on bringing more technology, but how we can bring that technology or make that technology in India, which is not just affordable, uh, but to a certain high quality level. So yes, we have achieved, I could say, the most advanced ARM process or functions, which was my dream to do. It has been tested and evaluated completely and the project would be starting very soon. The most advanced technology, I could say. Okay, so that will soon be out in the marketplace now. Yes, yes. Maybe in a coming month or so. Okay. Any parting words today, Prashant? At the end, I would say if this podcast can give something to somebody, that would be ask question to yourself. The why. Why you want to do what you are doing. And if you have that answer, go for it. But still, if you have a doubt, just try, think, and then do. You will be happy throughout your entire life that yes, you choose the right path. And you won't regret throughout your entire life or on the day of your deathbed that you missed everything just because you're running behind things and nothing came out. Thank you so much, Prashant. They were wonderful words. And as we end this conversation, I would like to say a couple of lines to you. Mm -hmm. These lines are from Harivan Shrai Bachchan. And they are dedicated to you and to Inali. Jo apne kandho se parvat se bad takkar lete hain, pat ki badhaon ko jinke paon chunoti dete hain, Jinko band nahi sakti hai lohe ki bedi vanjir, mehu unke saath khadi jo sidhi rakte apni reed. So when you spoke about nature being with you, nature is with you because of what you are doing, Prashant. Yeah. It was wonderful to have this conversation with you, Prashant. Thank you so much for sparing the time. Thank you, Arsh. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for being so patient with me. Uh, a lot of things came suddenly. So, yeah. But thank I you. I completely understand. And I think that they were certainly more important things. So, I am in tune with that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.